Right now, Lithia Ford of Boise is buying used vehicles. How much you want for the SUV? Uh, I don't know. Well, Lithia Ford will give you more than that. How much more? More than you think. I'm not thinking anything. I'm thinking you might get even more than that. See how much more you can get at Lithia Ford of Boise. Hey, Forrest here. Nothing like getting paid. And with ICCU's mobile app, I can deposit checks or accept Zelle payments so the money hits my account fast. I just wish there was an app for mowing the rest of these lawns. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and 10 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. This is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, B.J. Rains, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live.
How about that, Mike Brader, to start off your uh, start off your uh, Monday morning, our first appearance. Mike Prater switching to Mondays. Welcome on in, Bronco Nation News Live. BroncoNationNews.com, Mike Prater, Johnny Mallory flipping up the days. So you're uh, now going to have to start your week on a Monday morning with Mike Prater at 9 a.m. And uh, Mike, uh, even though I took some shrapnel on your postgame show, I listen. Uh, I was one of the guys that you called out for videotaping the light show. Uh, there it is. I used it to uh, start the show, and uh, I thought that was pretty darn cool, and I thought it was a good way to kick off the show today, a victory Monday for uh, Boise State football. Yeah, I'm fired up. That's good music. That's good video, and, and I've seen that video about five times uh, since the game. But, yeah, on Saturday night when they played it, I just it was the last thing I could care less about. Boise State, I think, was still losing 27-21, to 21. And everybody's trying to make it look pretty and look nice. And I'm just thinking this football team is a mess right now. And and then all of a sudden they just go off and, and take care of business. And and in hindsight, what happened inside that stadium in the second half on Saturday night is exactly why, one of the reasons why Boise State won that football game. So uh, kudos. And I know we're going to dive deep into that because I truly believe in, in, in 30 years of covering Boise State football, that is one of those rare times where the intangibles outside of the football team made a major, major contribution. And I'm talking about more than just crowd noise, a major contribution to a victory. That was really the cool as BJ. Robbie Robinson says the lights were amazing. Uh, proud of Nate Staley, proud of Bronco Nation for showing up, being loud, staying through the game. It paid off. Uh, fourth quarter transition, chills. Uh, we hadn't really seen the whole show, Mike. And again, I know, I mean, the third quarter one, Boise State was already either in the lead or back in the game. Uh, by that point, there was one in the uh, middle of the uh third quarter i'll see if i can pull it up real quick because i've got it um somewhere here they had the wave uh i think i have the wave here somewhere i'll try to pull that up but they did the wave in the uh middle of the third quarter and i thought that was really really cool when they when they busted that out uh i wasn't sure how that was going to look obviously with the uh it was dark and there you know wasn't a lot going on and and uh i mean that's the thing they can do though now mike with the lights is they you know in the past you had to wait two minutes to fire them back up now like any time for five seconds they can just turn the lights off and uh here was the wave that they did it uh oh, I got the, this was pretty cool you had the Kind of hard to see, but uh, with the lights, Mike Crater, middle of the third quarter, a random timeout, and you got the wave going on with the lights. Did you, did you, what you think of this? Give really the lights. Cool. It was a really cool idea. It was a reinvention of the wave. It, they, they need a little work. It needs a little a little homework, a little help. And uh, I think for the first time, and nobody really knew that they were going to do that. So, And not that it's hard. They told you to grab your cell phone and, and kind of follow along and everybody do it. I, I think it was cool, BJ. I, I'm not really into that kind of stuff, but I thought it was really cool. Uh, it'll continue to get cool five years from now when we when this is firmly entrenched as a tradition. We can yeah. look back on it and, and say that it's pretty cool. But just the timing of the first one in the third quarter. And don't forget, Boise State was losing in the third quarter still. They didn't take the lead until, what, the first play or the second play, I think, of the fourth quarter. And, and when they started all that pomp and circumstance stuff in the third quarter, and, and kudos to them for being proactive and getting ahead of it and, and helping fire up this crowd, which Boise State, the football team, actually really needed. So at, at the yeah. time, it was just, you know, I was thinking more X's and O's and football and Andy Avalos and his future and Taylor Green and his future, and here comes a silly light show that turned out to be anything but silly. 
Hey, maybe that's what uh, got uh, San Jose State a little, uh, a little, little rattled there. I don't know, man. That, that stuff started. The comeback came on. The crowd got back into the game. I mean, there was very, very little to cheer about in the uh, first half. And uh, by the way, uh, let's see here. Uh, Billy Bob, turn your audio up because he says he can't hear us. Everybody else can hear us fine. So, Billy Bob, uh, I guess you can't hear me. You can't hear me if I'm telling you to turn your sound up. So, I apologize for that. But uh, uh, Curtis says, uh, Prater, it's a perfect fit for a Monday. Uh, Nate Staley, quite the shock to the system seeing Prater on a Monday morning. But uh, something tells me Prater's not a Monday morning type of person. So, we got we got to get this. Uh, we, we, you're ready to go, though. I'm a Monday morning person after the football season, during the football season. So on Monday morning, when we can talk, whether it's college, high school, pro football, Monday morning during the football season is perfectly fine. Monday morning in the dead of basketball season, BJ, I may need a raise. <laughs> we're, we're working on that. We are. We're, we're working on that. But uh, uh, the first half, as I said, I mean, you know, you got to start at the beginning to get to the end here. And certainly the second half, I think it was the second largest comeback in, in FBS history for Boise State. Uh, down 27 to 7 at one point, 27 14 at the half. Um, I mean, it could not have been worse. And of course, after the game, the uh, Avalos, uh, you know, all the big diehard supporters were finding my old tweets from like, you know, the first quarter saying, what were you talking about? Like, well, yeah, okay. But it, when, I stand by what I said. I thought the quarterback system at the beginning of the game was very confusing. Third play of the game, the first passing down of the game, and you're telling Taylor Green you don't have confidence in him to get a first down. I didn't like that. Then I know they had it scripted to uh, bring in Maddox Matson for the third drive, but Taylor Green had just completed a nice pass to Eric McAllister. You had the genty fumble, but uh, I didn't think Taylor Green had done anything. And, and you bring in Madsen, and he's moving the ball, and all of a sudden, like I'm just thinking, man, Taylor Green, they're just not giving him a chance to get into a rhythm. They're not letting him get into a flow here. It was going back and forth. Then you have one drive where Maddox Madsen drives all the way down the field. Then they bring in Taylor Green again, which is almost at that point almost seems weird. And then it's not his fault, but two plays later, Ashton Genty then fumbles again and they lose the ball. And then you can go all the way to the last drive of the game. Taylor Green has been in for most of the second half and is leading the comeback. It's third and three to put the game away. And you bring Madsen back in the game who hadn't played in an hour. Uh, and then he fumbles the snap and they, that's almost a disaster there. So uh, they got the win. It worked out. The overall numbers for the two quarterbacks were good, Mike Prater. But I, by no means do I think this thing is figured out. I thought it was very odd. And there's still a lot of questions about how they're going to use these two quarterbacks moving forward. Yeah, I, it, it worked beautifully in the second half on Saturday night. Let's, let, let's not, let's not, you know, we cannot ignore that. Although San Jose State, Bad team, really, really, really bad second-half team, sucking gas and just looking terrible. And they've looked terrible in the second half all season. So there, there's some things that you have to throw out there. I, I, I'm i not sure how how sustainable this two-quarterback system is, and I'm still very uncomfortable with it. Uh, I, I didn't like the way they used it. Uh, give them credit. It worked. They did what they had to do to win a football game, and that was Andy Avalos and Bush Handon's only job on Saturday night. Win a football game. I don't care if it was one to nothing, two to nothing, three to nothing. Just figure out how to win a damn football game. And, and they did under really difficult circumstances. So I got to give them credit for that long term. But I'm with you, BJ. I just don't know if I like it. I, I think it's a mess. And I think eventually these two guys are going to prove that both of them are good enough to play. And which one's going to decide at the end of the year? I, I want to go somewhere and play. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that in that game in particular, I mean, yeah, both of them are good enough to play, but I also think that 
one of them is good enough to win. I don't think you need uh, both of them, at least as much as we saw. And like I said, right off the bat, the third play of the game is making the switch to on the first passing third down uh, to, to Maddox Madsen, and then it's an incomplete. And let's be honest, Mike, like, if Maddox Madsen is supposed to be the superior passer here, like we didn't really see that in that game last night in the game the other day. He threw an interception. He had multiple wide open receivers that he missed. I mean, he made a couple nice throws, but it's not like uh, Maddox Madsen is Brett Rippon coming off the bench here to, to make some passes. So uh, we'll see moving forward, but I, I'm not necessarily sure that uh, Maddox Madsen, at least in that game, is a significant upgrade in the passing uh, to Taylor Green. And if that's the case, I think Taylor Green's legs, sure, Maddox Madsen ran a couple times, had that nice touchdown. I, I still think you saw Taylor in the second half. I think he had 40 yards on five carries. Uh, you, you know, no one's going to argue Taylor Green is the more electric runner. So um, I said it last week. I didn't think that Taylor Green deserved to lose the starting spot. I, I stand behind that. I saw nothing different in that game. I like Maddox Madsen. I think he can contribute. If you want to give him one ser- the third series of the game and, and, and one series just to have him ready and keep him fresh in case Taylor Green gets hurt or something, fine. But I, I think Taylor Green, in my opinion, needs to play the vast majority of the snaps moving forward. And I think that's where Boise State's leaning. I, I'd be shocked if we saw anything else that Taylor Green would start. There was certainly nothing that came out of the San Jose State game that tells me that Maddox Madsen should start, even though I felt like he should start and play the whole game because I just wanted to see what he could do in an entire game uh, and an entire body of work. And, and to, to the coach's credit, I'm not sure Boise State wins that football game if Maddox Madsen plays the entire game. And then all of a sudden, Taylor Green really, truly is a mess. So in hindsight, I think the coaches handled it perfectly for this specific game. But they got themselves a, a juggling mess on their hand. And how long can you juggle? How long can Bush Hamden do this? How long can he work this magic? So, you know, I know there's a road trip to Colorado State, and then there's some bye week and some time, and then Wyoming comes to town. But uh, uh, I can't wait to see how this plays out because I still have a million questions. Uh, I think the key is Nathaniel Wilder says want to know with the light show. So there you go. Exactly. They're, they're uh, let's see. Uh, Holson is saying, I really hope Wyoming versus Boise is a night game. That'll be in a couple of weeks. We'll find out that time. That would be uh, big for Boise State. We'll find that out, I guess, Monday. Uh, would that be today? Yeah, we'll find that out today, I think, right? Or no? Today's no, well, the bye week. Yeah, we'll find next, next Monday. Monday, yeah. yeah. Next Monday, because you have the bye week thrown in there. I forgot about that. So we'll uh, we'll find out next Monday the time uh, for that Wyoming game. Bronco Nation update says this is Talon's team. Um, John Reagan, uh, what a pleasant surprise. Looking forward to some Prater Truth Serum this morning. Uh, On to the QB issues. Uh, Taylor Green had a beautiful deep pass in the second half. Um, You know, I I thought the quarterbacks, again, I I thought Taylor Green had a, you know, again, is he, you know, Peyton Manning out there with a precision on his passes? Like, no. Um, And I agree with you about Maddox Madsen. Like, and I agree with you about, like, I think this about Taylor Green too. Like, whichever quarterback, if they would have just played one quarterback the entire game, I think they would have won that game. Uh, like they did, and and I just you know Maddox Madsen, yeah, if he'd have played the whole game, like you said, I think they would have won. Like I think he's a good player, but I also think like Taylor, we're forgetting uh, it's prisoner of the moment type stuff at times for some fans, some of us, whatever to like like just all of a sudden after four or five games, I just think Taylor Green is is not the best option for this team in the long run. So uh, I hope that quieted a little bit. I, I am I am definitely on i know you guys did the whole segment the whole thing on the show last week like i am definitely team Taylor, and it's not that i'm not team madsen like i think he's a solid player he came and played in our bnn golf tournament last year like great dude like i, I and i hope he gets a chance to play whether it's here or somewhere else but you're talking about trying to win the game do what's best for the team and all that right now in my opinion it's not taking Taylor green off the field very often yeah i, I would agree with that I, I and i'm tempering my opinion a little bit but uh 
let's see. I mean, this is a chapter book, and we've got many, many chapters to go in a season that's been crazy. Every time you flip a chapter, something crazy is happening, and, and there's twists and plots and drama all over the place. The second half of this football season is not going to be boring. The second half of this football season is not going to be routine. So I think we're going to see a lot of ups, and I think we're going to see a lot of downs with this football team. There's no way that this football team is great on cruise control. There's no way that this quarterback system like they used it is not going to bite them in the butt at least once. And I'm very curious about how they're going to move that moving forward. So uh, we'll see. But uh, they got the most important thing done on Saturday night, win. And guess what? It's even better because the fans and Jeremiah Dickey got a lot of the credit. So everybody gets to feel good about themselves on a Monday morning. Nate Staley says a couple of throws aside, TG controlled the game. Uh, Bronco Nation update says QB platoon doesn't work when the running QB is the primary quarterback. Stop the nonsense. Um, let's see. The only real benefit I saw of the two QB system is it provides a real competent backup, providing Green the ability to run more. Uh, that is nice. You can you you can feel a little better, Mike Prater, about running Teal and Green, knowing it. You do have a you do feel confident in Maddox Madsen if Green were to get hurt. Because early in the season, we didn't see Green running much, and I think some people thought maybe that was because they were a little nervous. They didn't have a, a quality backup. Uh, you don't want to get Teal and Green hurt. He didn't run very much. I thought he was a little more aggressive. I think he ran the first play of the game, right? It was a QB. Uh, he kept it on the first play of the game, I think, and ran the ball. So um, if I remember right, I, I think Teal and Green is going to uh, run the ball a little more, and that is one of the benefits maybe. Well, I mean, he ran it five times in this game, and, and I think if you go back and look at the numbers, he's been running like it between ball, by the way. three like or more. Yeah, he's he's been running it three to four to six times a game. So I think his running numbers were just exactly as it's been this season. I don't think anything changed there. Uh, was he a little bit more impactful? He had that nice run, and he did run at certain times. But Maddox Madsen, you know, just had just as many yards. He, they both gained forty yards on the ground. Madsen can prove to be a decent runner. Does he have that sprint breakaway down the sideline speed that Taylor Green is? No, not even close. Uh, the passing is close. Uh, definitely Taylor's a better runner. He's probably a better game manager at this point. So, and Taylor has never, never, never been a turnover machine. That's the one saving grace in his back pocket. The second he becomes a turnover machine, if he does become a turnover machine, Maddox Madsen is waiting. We saw Maddox throw that pick. Maybe, maybe Maddox is a slightly better quarterback, but he's a turnover machine. I don't want that guy on my football field right now. Well, we got to talk about, uh, speaking of turnover machine, we got to talk about the fumbles from Ashton Genty. Then we got to talk about this defense as well, which has really come on. Uh, and uh, we had some fun on the uh, post game show with Brad Bedell and Kent Riddle. I want to play a short clip of that when we get back. A lot to do, but first, a 90 second break to thank a few of our sponsors. All Bronco Nation news broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premix premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact rowpaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is rowpaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU. Dot com.
Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone. Get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. We got record viewership on a Monday morning. I don't know if it's because of Mike Prater, if it's because of the win, a combination. Uh, but uh, we appreciate everybody as our numbers continue to rise. Uh, really excited about the future of BNN. And uh, I know, uh, you know, had some changes with Jordan leaving and stuff. I just want to uh, get it out there, Mike, that uh, you and I are uh, going to work as hard, if not hard. I'll definitely be working harder and uh, going to give myself a small raise and and uh, right start get back to riding, which I'm really excited about. I actually missed uh, not being a, a doing much riding the last uh, couple of months, and so uh, not ideal that the first week comes when I'm going to Vegas tomorrow for basketball media days and then straight to the football game on Saturday. But uh, we're gonna get. Uh, Get down and grind it out for the next four or five months, and I'm I'm ready to uh, I'll uh, I'll sleep at some point over the summer. So I just want to get it out there that uh, I am really excited to get back to writing on a, a daily basis here. I know you're gonna continue to write, maybe even add in an extra column here and there, and um, we're gonna see what happens. But I'm I'm still extremely uh, fired up and excited about the future of BNN, and and uh, pumped to have you have you uh, helping me do this thing, man. No, likewise, I feel the same tonight. I'll come after uh, after a shift here at KTIK and Idaho Sports Talk. I'll go home and and fire up the column and uh, bang out a column and get you guys a column for uh, either tonight or first thing in the morning. And uh, yeah, full steam ahead. And we we got some growing plans here, and and uh, we'll try to make some things happen. We miss Jordan K. He's out there somewhere in the middle of Heartland, America, trying to uh, head off to his next chapter in life. And uh, good, to, it was good to hang out with him. It was good that you got him on board. It was good that uh, the stimulation of Bronco Nation news. Uh, was taken off under his uh, tenure and uh, appreciate everything you're doing, BJ. And yeah, let's get back to work and get after it. On the post game show, we had for the first time uh, on last Saturday, uh, you know, Kent Riddle's been doing the show with us and uh, Brad Bedell, former O line coach. And I know when you're the O line coach, a lot of fans don't like you. I get it. Uh, but I think anybody that watched the post game show and even the pregame show, we had Brad Bedell. We were at Taco Bell at 9 a.m. on Saturday, and, and Brad and uh, and Kent, and we went an hour and 20 minutes because just the stories, and it was great stuff, and it was awesome. And uh, I didn't expect Brad to be a part of the postgame show, but he was at the James after the game, and he's like, I'll come back on. Sure, why not? And so we had you know a couple beverages flowing, had some fun. Everybody was excited after the win. And uh, Brad Bedell may need to become a, a staple uh, on uh, BNN now moving forward. Uh, here's a short snippet, Mike Prater, of uh, what anybody missed if they missed the postgame show with uh, Kent Riddle, Brad Bedell, and myself on BNN Saturday night. I, I know you, you joke about, you know, the O-line coach getting criticism, whatever, but there's been a lot of folks on here giving you praise for your commentary tonight. Yeah, and I'm not saying right here, Kareem the Dream says, I'm saying we need more of Coach Bedell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This guy right here, Grand Ketons, I kind of like Bedell. Just kind of. Kind of. That's okay. But uh, folks are giving you some right. positive. So you're on. saying I got a chance. Yes, yes. We can, uh, all right. <laughs> a comment from Devo Bronk. Coach Bedell in all caps is great. So there you go. You never knew all yeah, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not because they didn't fuck they didn't run my ass on Troy on fourth down on quarterback sneak. We didn't get it. Troy. <laughs> I remember all of them. You keep the receipts, huh? Yes. Yeah. Jared says Bedell needs to be a head coach. So I don't know if you're looking to be a yeah. it'd be the greatest year of our lives. I think so. <laughs>
<laughs> Someone's asking for your Venmo so they can help you get another Coors Light. But uh, you're, you're, you're okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't have Venmo. Coors Lights. I, I want to appreciate the Coors Brewing Company. <laughs> we go all night with these people. I mean, I'm good. I was oh, trying yeah. to end it, but I'm, oh, I'm oh, good. Oh, oh, let's go all night. No, we're... Let's come on. What's the next one? Uh, <laughs> come on. Let's go. We're gonna. We're gonna. This was kind of a one-day thing, but I mean, now no, that I, I, folks I'll are liking it, the, uh, give me a call. The rest of the home games, at least, we may I'll need that. We may need to do uh, the Wyoming game in a couple weeks. We may need to make it happen. We actually again, have a but, way better show. Like, I'd love to. <laughs> This you got, yeah, I, you I've got, had a hell of fun. Yeah, you guys I mean, talking are uh, everybody's loving it. There's there's the like the so. show. Yes. Yeah. You get it for dark. One. Yeah, we're you're good. You're yeah, good. it's like Skinamax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the first time in a long time, there is someone that says keep Bedell. There you go. Dude, that's that's legendary. <laughs> you know, whoever said that, I'll pay you later. <laughs> I think it says Jessica Bedell. <laughs> uh, you know what? I we love finally, it. We finally outed Grand Tetons. I love it. You know what, Teton? I love you. Wow. I love you. Oh man, that was awesome. I, I, I've seen it like ten times, and I was still laughing there, Mike Prater. That was uh, that was great stuff. Oh, the best part is when you bring up the head coaching and the reaction of Riddell, Riddle in terms of just he almost fell off his chair when when he mentioned that Bedell was going to be a head coach. That was good stuff. Be the greatest year of our life. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, you're a really smart boss, by the way. You're putting Prater at 9 o'clock on a Monday morning where he can't bust out the tequila shots. Put me in that situation. Screw the Coors Light. We're doing tequila shots, but we're pretty safe on a Monday morning here. Yeah, uh, yeah. The James, you know, they just uh, – the, the servers, you know, they just happened to keep the drinks coming. It was a, a fun time. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we had uh, – yeah, we had a, a young lady named Bree make an appearance. It was a, a fan that the, had also had a couple of beverages uh, from Boulder, Colorado at her first Boise State game. That clips on social media, but go back and watch the post game show. I appreciate Brad Bedell for jumping on. I think a lot of people that watch that may have had a, a different opinion of Brad Bedell than, than Brad Bedell as the O line coach you wanted to rip. But I mean, he recruited and developed Garrett Curran. He recruited and developed Ben Dooley. He still has you know significant ties to to the players on this roster, and so it was great to hear his insight about that. I mean, I, I clipped up a couple of funny clips. There was a lot of great insight, a lot of great opinions from Kent and Brad talking about this team, the two quarterback system, all that stuff. So. So go back and watch the post-game show. I uh, and would like to uh, encourage folks to do that. And, yeah, we'll see what we can do in terms of keeping uh, Brad Bedell in the mix uh, moving forward. But, uh, Mike, the defense is – well, let's let's go, let's go Genty first, and we'll finish up with the defense. But just uh, two more fumbles. I think that's four lost fumbles in six games. I know you got to keep feeding it to them. You don't really have a choice at this point with Helani out. I mean, do you just take it? I mean, what, what do you make of uh, – because you know there was a, a key drive there in late in the middle or late of the third quarter, and you had Tyler Crow getting key third and fourth down reps because there was a series where they had benched uh, you know him for one series. But um, yeah. what do you just make of the fumbles in Ashton Genty? Because he's so talented, but you know that's yeah. got to stop. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's two games now out of, out of six where he's lost two fumbles. He lost two in the North Dakota game. He lost two on Saturday night. And uh, this is a problem that created out of nowhere. I mean, look, go back and look at last year. I think he had one lost fumble uh, in the opener last year, if I remember right. And I'm not even sure that they lost it. He may have gone an entire season without losing a fumble last year. And if he did, it was just the one. Here we are halfway into this season, and he's got four and that could have been fatal on Saturday night. Those were bad, bad fumbles. And I felt bad for Taylor Green because they both came on Taylor Green possessions, and that ends his opportunity. When you're fighting for playing time as a quarterback and your drive gets cut short because of a fumble, that takes yep. you out of your rhythm. That takes you out of your flow. And I, I mentioned that both of those Ashton Genty fumbles on social media 
were during Taylor Green possessions. And it wasn't, I wasn't talking about the handoff or the logistics. I was talking yeah. about what it did to Taylor Green and his offensive possessions. That can't happen anymore. So Taylor Green, I mean, I'm sorry, Ashton Genty has a fumbling problem. Let's just call it what it is. Four lost fumbles in the first six games. They come in spurts when you see one. Uh-oh, maybe are we going to get a second one down the road? So I don't know how they do it. They, they, they preach ball security all the time. Dude, you got to get that fixed. And it's tough because, you know, he does have six guys all over him. He refuses to go down, and it just it does leave it open for, for that extra guy to get that arm in there that he can't see that guy coming. But, I mean, yeah, I, I you know. I've never been in that situation where six guys are on top, you know, Pat trying to take the ball out like that. And it's just, I, I don't know what it's like. I mean, you can't tell the guy, oh, you got to go down earlier. I mean, that's not his game. So you got to oh. figure out, you got to just figure out something. But, what, you know, with George Lani out, I do think George Lani's getting closer. My guess is after the bye week, you know, he's probably back or close to being back. They try to get this through this Colorado State game probably. Um, so that will help. Um, but you know, nothing against Tyler Crow, but when he's in there on a fourth down play where you really need to move, there was a huge play. I think it was Madsen threw the ball to Tyler Crow for a conversion. I want to say on fourth down or a key third down. Um, I mean, it was, uh, they, they got to get that figured out, but Genty still is an amazing player, had a huge game again. And, um, you know, that was, uh, it was nice to see as we finish this up, we got to give the defense a little love, Mike. You know, I, I said something on social media yesterday about, Hey, for all the criticism and whatever the Andy Avalos, Spencer Danielson been getting, like they deserve a ton of praise for what they did in the second half. And some people kind of took that the wrong way. They're still a garbage team. They're three and three. The defense is still terrible. Like I'm not giving Andy Avalos a raise. I'm not making him coach of the year. I'm not saying Spencer Danielson is the best coordinator of all time when you look at the full season. But for what they did in that game, in that second half in particular, Spencer Danielson, I mean, they were giving up third and longs again all over the place in the first half. It was it was twenty seven points allowed in the first half, and I mean it was it was as dark of a place as Boise State's been in my eleven years here for sure, Mike. I think it was worse than UTEP. And you think about you know as long as you've been here, I don't know what that feeling was like for you at halftime, but it was as bad as it's been in a long time. And I was just kind of thinking of that they're going to be two and four, another home loss, the direction of the program, what does it mean for my business? Like it was just a crazy time to be sitting there thinking about it, and then to do what they did. And in particular, that was fueled by the defense and Spencer Danielson not giving up a single point. I mean, it was just punts left and right, turnover on downs. I mean, what Brent Brennan was doing with some of the timeouts and some of his fourth down decisions. I mean, I love Brent Brennan, but I didn't think he coached a particular great game in the second half. Uh, but I think Spencer Danielson, Andy Avalos, it, yeah, it hasn't been a great season. But in that second half, man, there's some stuff to build on there because that was uh, that won them the game. Yeah, there's no doubt. Very opportunistic still giving up a few big plays here and there, but not so much like they did in the first half. That first half was ugly. Uh, there was two things that I had on my mind at halftime. What's Taylor Green thinking right now? Because that had to be an all-time low point for him uh, in terms of his Boise State career, maybe his athletic career period. The dude's had nothing but success, and he's in there at halftime fighting for his job. His football team stinks. It's an absolute, complete disaster, and everybody's wondering about the future. And I also wondered – how many fans are going to stick around for the second half? I fully expected that stadium to be half empty. Neither one of them, to their credit, the, the fans stuck around, Taylor Green stuck around, and I think that that was inspiring for the defense, which really played off the charts. They started giving up, uh, stopped giving up the big plays. The defensive efficiency was spectacular for the first time all season long, so uh, there's certainly something to build on, but I'm still worried. You know, Andy, Andy keeps talking about we're getting there. Our time is coming. We have a, we have a young roster. We're, we're, we're maturing before our eyes. Well, yeah, I get it. And, and that was an important step, but uh, I can't wait to see where they take the next step and the next step. They can't go to Colorado State and take a step backward. They have to keep taking steps forward. 
Well, Mike, uh, we got a lot of comments, a lot of people on here that I'm gonna, I want to stay on for a few more minutes and do this, but we've reached our contractually obligated time to get you out of here. Uh, you guys have your show meeting. You guys have to start prepping for Idaho Sports Talk today. Three to six today, I assume, going to be a, a lot of talk on the QBs, and, and obviously we'll be hearing from uh, the, the coaches today. Yeah, we're all we're all going to be at the at the press conferences. We'll talk to Andy and the, and the coordinators and get after this quarterback situation, get after this defense. But uh, it's going to be a lot different Monday at the press conferences than it was last Monday, BJ. Three to six, Idaho Sports Talk, KTIK 95.3, the ticket. You can listen online, KTIK.com. Download their app. You can get the uh, show on iTunes as well. That's how I usually listen later in the day on the iTunes podcast. So download and subscribe to them on iTunes. And, uh, again, you can check them out on KTIK.com or listen live as well. I'll keep the show rolling here for a little longer. But, Mike, we appreciate your time, though, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, bud. Have a great week. There he is, Mike Prater. Appreciate him for jumping on and joining us again, Mike Prater, uh, the uh, host with Johnny Mallory, 3 to 6 p.m. there. And uh, we will keep this going. We got some time. I do want to throw out, if you got any questions, comments, I saw some. We'll keep it rolling for a few minutes. By the way, speaking of the postgame show, Mike Sanford Jr. is going to join. He's not He's not junior anymore. I forgot about that. He's just Mike Sanford. And he is going to join us. He was never junior. I should say that. We just have always called him junior, but he never actually was. And we, we've started uh, realizing that. Mike Sanford will join me in Colorado this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. He still lives in the area. And he's going to make his in-person BNN debut on Saturday, pregame and postgame. We're going to be a pregame show, finding a... Uh, local uh, pub i think to do it earlier in the day on saturday we've been getting good viewership doing the pregame show on saturdays earlier in the day that we're going to try that again on saturday he's got some softball games for his daughter so uh check out about 9 a.m probably on saturday for the pregame show mike sanford and i will be in colorado live and then the postgame show we'll be at canvas stadium in the press box uh talking about boise state uh, with sanford and i in person so You've heard Sanford on Ball Talk. You'll hear him again tonight, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. tonight on Ball Talk with Johnny Mallory. Don't miss that show tonight at 8 p.m. to hear Mike Sanford. But then uh, be ready for his instant postgame analysis live on the postgame show. He'll be at the game in the crowd with his family and then joining me for the postgame show. So looking forward to uh, getting the analysis and the thoughts of Mike Sanford uh, on the postgame show at Bronco Nation News. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Robbie Robinson. Great to see at the basketball scrimmage. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, um, there were some comments about George Helani and his red shirt. Uh, I can't know if I can find that right away. Um, he does have another year. Okay. So George, does George Helani get a medical waiver if he doesn't play another down this season? So George Helani is a senior this year. Let me try to figure this out. George Lonnie is a fifth-year senior, I believe. Let me go back and check this out just now that I'm thinking about this on the fly. George Lonnie, what was his first year at Boise State? And I apologize that I'm trying to do this on the fly here. Uh, but he got injured uh, already once, but that was not his uh, – yeah, so he is a redshirt senior, and yes, he does have a medical, uh, a medical left, I believe. Uh, he – played in three games in 2020 so that can count as a red shirt because that was a COVID year which didn't count either so um he may even have two years left to be honest he's a red shirt senior this year but he has a COVID year left and he has a medical red shirt left so uh, I don't think George Lani would do that but I think George Lani may still have two years uh left um the medical red shirt would be one of the two years so he has a COVID year next year but if he were to play in four or less games this year if he does not come back from that injury, he would get the medical back, I believe. Um, some of you guys that know the roster uh, may know better. Um, 
Johnny says he has a red shirt left. Um, so he has two years, maybe even three, actually, if you think about that. He has the 2020 COVID year, which doesn't count. Um, and then come on, double O'Neill, taking up a spot for a healthy player. Let's let's not uh, let's let's not go there. Um, I I, I uh, he for sure has a COVID year, I believe, and then he may have a medical red shirt too. So I think he may have two years left. I don't think it's three, but um, I, the whole thing's screwed up because the COVID year would have been the red. I, who knows? Um, but uh, yes, George Alani definitely could come back next year if he wanted one way or the other. I don't know if he will. I mean, the only reason he came back this year, I mean, maybe he will now, to have to, but if he's going to keep getting injured, he may need to just take his chance and try to earn his chance in camp or something. Um, I, I don't know what would happen there because it, he's – he came back this year to prove he could stay healthy for two straight years and have two straight thousand yard seasons, and that didn't happen. So, uh, I, you know, maybe if you know if he comes back and finishes strong, I think he might just be better off saying, "Hey." And if you're Boise State, like you probably do, just say, "Hey, like you know, if he wants to come back, you're not going to say no." But like you have Genty for another year, you have Dubar. Um, I think you probably just say, you know, if he wants to leave, you know, you're not terribly disappointed in that because you really haven't gotten a lot out of him this year. Um, but uh, that is an interesting situation uh, moving forward. Uh, does Halani transfer at this point? Now, that would be an interesting one. If he has the year left, does he try to stay in college but transfer somewhere where maybe he could be the starter and, and not and have 100% of the reps and not have to give it up to Genty? Because I think you probably, you know, if, if Halani were to come back next year, he's the clear number two uh, behind Genty. So that's an interesting one. Um, Kent and Sarah. Running back depth is essential while we figure out the QB situation. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, I, for one, would love to see George back next year, take the rest of the season to get healthy. Uh, yeah, I think that would be certainly be uh, something that a lot of people would like to see. Uh, George is an okay G. Uh, will he ever ball again? Yeah, he's going to play. Um, like I said, my understanding is I think he's getting closer. I, I, don't, I think they maybe could have pushed it for this week, but my understanding is after the bye week, I think there's a – Decent chance you see George Lani back after the bye week at some point real soon. I mean, he's he's getting closer. Um, if we'd had no turnovers or missed tackles in the first half, the game isn't close. Yeah, the, the Maddox-Madsen pick was not a good one. The short pass right over the middle gave him the ball with great field position. San Jose State was already like inside the 20 or close to it at that point. Um, they were in business, so that was a really bad turnover. The fumbles as well were not great. So, yeah, you take away the three turnovers – I don't know what's going on with the missed tackles on defense. I mean, usually Boise State is a decent tackling team, and all of a sudden it, it just you know at, in random games you know there was a you know they tackled pretty well I think in it, in, in a couple games there in the middle, and then all of a sudden it kind of reared its ugly head again where they just couldn't tackle. There was a couple plays where I counted they missed like three or four tackles on one play and let a guy turn like a four yard gain into a sixteen yard gain. I mean it was it was weird at times, but again I, I'm not saying Spencer Danielson is the greatest defensive coordinator of all time. But I think he deserves some credit for the second half, for them to be do what they did and have as poor of a season as they have and have as poor of a first half as they had. And everybody wants him fired. Everybody wants Andy fired to pitch a shutout in the second half. Um, you heard it on the postgame show, by the way. Kent Riddle and and uh, Brad Bedell were a little surprised that they didn't go for it on one of the fourth downs um, to try to get some momentum going. It didn't work, and it backfired on them. So I, I don't think Brent Brennan coached a great game in the second half. Um, I, but, you know, I, I think Boise State deserves a ton of credit defensively for what they did, and I, I think that the shutout 
all the punts, turnover on downs. I, mean, I thought they did a really nice job defensively. And are they fixed? Are they back? Is it 100% perfect now? No, I'm not saying that. But I think that you have to feel pretty good about uh, where you're at defensively uh, moving forward with this football team. So uh, let's keep it rolling. we got a couple more questions, a couple more comments in here, but we do need to thank a couple more of our sponsors. Uh, we'll be back in 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere. A lot of great stuff still to get to. Your comments, your questions, get them in on a victory Monday for uh, Boise State. This is a uh, Blue and Orange Store Monday here at BroncoNationNews.com. Go check out Blue and Orange Store. Get all your gear from them. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Bronco Nation News is sponsored by Tommy Alquist and Ball Ventures Alquist, Idaho's premier commercial real estate development company. BVA projects specialize in office, retail, flex, medical, and industrial spaces located at some of the most strategic and visible locations in the Valley. Need a developer? Looking for new space? Think BVA. At BVA, we are Idaho's developer. The Nicolaysen family and SON management have proudly been operating Taco Bell restaurants in and around the Treasure Valley since 1969. One of the first to make a seven-figure donation to the Lyle Smith Society. They've also stepped up their support of Boise State Athletics with the Taco Bell Men's and Women's Basketball Endowed Scholarships. The Nicolaysen family and SON management have committed at least $310,000 by 2026. Get more information on their financial support at Boise State Athletics and find information on applying to work at Taco Bell at TacoBellWorks.com. Lithia Ford of Boise is a proud supporter of Boise State Athletics and the official car and truck of the Broncos. Lithia Ford of Boise supports Bronco student-athletes through NIL deals, including providing Ford vehicles to Taylor Green and Riley Smith from the football team and Paige Barsh from the volleyball team. Rain's family purchased RF-150 from Lithia Ford. Couldn't be happier with the purchase. Check out the all-electric F-150 Lightning or the electric Mustang Mach-E at Lithia Ford and make sure to check out their full inventory of vehicles at LithiaFordBoise.com. The Blue and Orange Store is the perfect spot to get all your gear for your next Bronco game. The Blue and Orange Store has official Nike apparel, including jerseys, shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, hats, and more. Wear what the Broncos wear and get it at the Blue and Orange Store, the second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall, or get free shipping on a $40 order online at theblueandorangestore.com. The uh, discussions keep it coming. I'm wearing my uh, SON management hat, by the way. Appreciate the Nicolaysen family uh, and uh, SON management. Got this at Taco Bell. Hopefully you join. I saw some of you guys there. It was great to see you. Hopefully you watched the uh, pregame show. Joined us on Saturday. We were at Taco Bell, and uh, it was great stuff. Hour and twenty minutes. Really enjoyed that. And thanks for those of you that stopped by. We gave uh, Taco Bell gave away a couple tickets to the game. They gave away some socks, some uh, hats, shirts. We had all kinds of cool goodies that we passed away uh, at the uh, gave away at the uh, game uh, on the pregame show at Taco Bell on Saturday. And then we were at the James post game. So. Uh, adding in some live broadcasts, having some fun. It's more fun to, uh, than doing the show here in the uh, Cutwater Spirit Studios. We like to get out and uh, be able to uh, see some of you and uh, shake some hands and pass out some free swag. So we'll be doing that uh, moving forward. Let's see what else we got here in the uh, comments. Uh, got to get off, figure out how to get off the field on third and long. Yeah, I mean, they gave up three more third and longs in the first quarter alone against uh, San Jose. And I think that directly correlates with getting off the field. They had a third and nine they converted and then a third and 10 and then a third and 11. So, I mean, yeah, they were, they were converting some long ones again, and that has just not been a uh, strength at Boise state, which it used to be in years past Boise state ranked near the top of the country and getting off the field on third down. And that has really been, in my opinion, the big issue with this defense, they're getting them into third down, but they're letting them convert and move the chains and turn those into points. So um, I think getting the stop on third down uh, would be huge uh, moving forward for this football team. Uh, when is Shram coming back? No, no word on that, but uh, you know, you, it's kind of a mystery injury. I believe everyone thinks it's the shoulder because that's what he was, you know, 
kind of came off with after the game, but he's not wearing any kind of sling or anything. So um, I know it's got to be killing him right now to not be out there. Um, you know, and his, he came back to, you know, he was so you know, playing injured last year and came all the way back this year and trying to, you know, get back out there and lead this team and to be injured, and not be able to be out there. I know has been a, uh, a huge disappointment, uh, for him. So, uh, hopefully they can get him back uh, soon. Cause they could really use him out there in the middle of the defense. I'm looking at the stats right now. I'm on uh, cfbstats.com. Great site. If you guys have ever, uh, looking to, to, to get some stats, Boise state 87th in the country on third down defense, still giving up third downs 41% of the time. Uh, teams have converted 29 of 71 chances against them in six games, 87th in the country, giving up uh, third downs at 41% defensively. That is uh, not good. That is not good at all. You look at total defense, that's the yards allowed. Um, by the way, Air Force, number two in the country, they've only given up 223 yards per game. So that you know, that's there's some good teams in the Mountain West. The schedule's not getting easier. Boise State, 115th in the country right now, 432.8 yards allowed per game. 432.8 yards allowed per game for Boise State's defense. That is certainly not good, uh, not good at all. And so uh, I don't think the pass defense numbers are, are much better either. Boise State 125th in the country in passing defense, giving up 295 point two yards per game on the season so uh yeah it's uh the, the numbers are still not good defensively they're giving up too many yards they're giving up points but again maybe you can build off what you saw there in the uh, third uh i guess it was third quarter and fourth quarter there the whole second half um let's see bad uh, let's see. Teams in the third and medium should just take a delay a game, make it third and long, almost an automatic first down at that point. <laughs> I know you're making a joke there, but uh, that was uh, that's uh, kind of funny there. Um, Waiter says Dickey to Houston. I thought I saw something that the Tulane uh, the Tulane athletic director is going to Washington, I believe, which means the Houston athletic director is staying. Uh, I didn't read that. Somebody told me that. You guys could let me know if I'm if I'm spot on on that. But I know there was some concern from Boise State fans if the Houston athletic director goes to Washington. But I thought I saw or read it or someone told me that uh, that it looked like the Tulane athletic director was going to go to Houston. So um, I, I don't think that's uh, going to be happening. Uh, but I could be wrong on that. We'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, not a joke, unfortunately. He's talking about the uh, third and long because yeah, I mean they've you know if I could find that stat third and long it seems like they're converting you know nearly every single time they do that so that has certainly been uh something that uh you got to get fixed but again something to build on strong second half now you go play a colorado state team that you have uh, had great success with in the past and um i think that uh, they've still never lost to colorado state if i believe right so i think uh, i don't know the exact number but i don't think they've ever lost to colorado state so uh, a lot of reasons to uh, be excited about, uh, you know, your 2-0 and in Mountain West play. I know the 3-3 three and three record is not what you want, but it is what it is. You're undefeated in Mountain West play, and you have a chance now to uh, go on a little run here. The Wyoming game at home is going to be huge. If that is a night game uh, in a couple of weeks coming off the bye, Boise State's going to have the bye week, hopefully get some players back healthy, and then uh, you would have Wyoming coming in with the light show with a, maybe another sellout crowd for what is end up going to be a huge game because if you guys saw over the weekend, Wyoming just beat Fresno State. So Wyoming beat Fresno State. Wyoming is undefeated in the conference and looking pretty nice. So that'll be a uh, very interesting game in a couple of weeks when Wyoming comes to town. You always get a physical brand of football with Craig Bull and 
Wyoming's one of the surprise teams, I think, uh, maybe in the country right now with what they're doing. I think they're 5-1 and one or 6-1 and one on the year. So uh, that's going to be a tough game. Then you go at Fresno the next week. So those two weeks coming after the bye are just going to be massive in terms of uh, the, the, how the season turns out at Wyoming at home and at Fresno uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So don't forget tonight, by the way, Ball Talk with Mike Sanford, John Mallory, 8 p.m. tonight. We got great viewership, so I don't know if some of you are just finding BNN for the first time or or uh, if you're a, a regular uh, viewer, subscriber, we appreciate you. You can subscribe in the bottom corner of your screen there, the little red subscribe button, and uh, then it's, uh, it's free, it's easy, and then you'll see our uh, videos pop up in your algorithm and things uh, more often. And then if you turn on your notifications, you'll know when we go live, and we'll be going live tonight. 8 p.m. Ball talk with Sanford and Johnny, Mike Sanford, you know, former Boise State quarterback, former Boise State offensive coordinator, former head coach at Western Kentucky, was the interim head coach at Colorado. Uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy awesome to get this kind of insight uh, from Mike Sanford. And he's got a ton of thoughts as a former quarterback on the two QB system and what he saw on Saturday against uh, San Jose State. So eight o'clock tonight. Make sure you come back and watch ball talk with Mike Sanford uh, and John Mallory. Uh, looking forward to that show. And again, you can uh, subscribe for free there to the YouTube channel. And uh, we're looking forward uh, to that. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, I am leaving tomorrow. BNN, again, not trying to toot our own horn or anything, but your subscriptions, your uh, you know support of our sponsors is helping make this happen. And uh, BNN is heading down tomorrow to Mountain West Basketball Media Days. We will be there for both the Women's Basketball Media Day and the Men's Basketball Media Day, Wednesday and Thursday this week. BNN, the only local outlet from Boise. You can't watch it on any TV station. You can't read it on any other articles, on any other website. The only outlet going down to basketball media days and making that investment to go down to Vegas for a couple of days uh, is BNN. So I hope you will continue to support us and uh, tell your friends about us. And if you're on the fence about subscribing, we still have the $50 deal going right now using the promo code BNN50DEAL. You see it at the bottom of your screen scrolling across, BNN50DEAL. 50 bucks for a full year. Uh, we also have the option, uh, the $6.99 monthly option as well, if that's better for you. But support us, help us out. We're heading down to Basketball Media Days. We're going to have full coverage. We'll interview Gordy Presnell and uh, the women's players on Wednesday. We'll have Gloria Navarez live for an interview, the commissioner of the Mountain West on Wednesday as well. And then all day Thursday, Nico Medved, uh, Steve Alford, Richard Patino, Jeff Linder. Uh, you know, you go down the line, we're going to get all the coaches and players, Brian Dutcher, San Diego State, live one-on-one interviews with uh, some of the top coaches in the Mountain West Conference are going to join us on BNN Live on Thursday. We'll have some of the players, Isaiah Stevens, Lamont Butler. Looking forward to Jamal Mashburn Jr. Uh, and then obviously Boise State is sending down Max Rice, Tyson Degenhart, and Leon Rice. We'll have them on the show live as well. So you will not find coverage anywhere else of basketball media days like you will at Bronco Nation News this week. And then we will head straight to Colorado on Friday. So uh, leaving tomorrow, gone five days. So uh, shout out to uh, my wife, Karen, for holding down the fort at home and appreciate uh, her taking care of the kids this week while we uh, try to have a big week for BNN here and and, uh, make some things happen. So uh, basketball media days coverage Wednesday and Thursday and then heading to Colorado for the football game on Saturday. So BNN will be on the road all week this week. And uh, we'll have you covered basketball and football, BroncoNationNews.com all week. So hopefully you'll uh, consider a subscription. Again, $6.99 a month or 50 bucks for the full year. And uh, I'm, I'm fired up to get writing again. Um, I'm going to have daily stories moving forward here. So a lot of exclusive content, a lot of subscriber content behind the paywall coming uh, to the website. Mike Prater, as you heard, is going to have his column tonight. Uh, He'll be writing, uh, I believe, about the quarterbacks, but we'll see. Mike Prater, you never know which direction he's going to go, but you can read Mike Prater's column as well. 
uh, behind the paywall. So uh, hopefully you can make it happen. We'd love to have you. And I do have some Taco Bell gift cards left from the event the other day. So if you subscribe today, uh, it's only 50 bucks, and we'll throw you a Taco Bell gift card. How about that? So BNN 50 deal. You sign up and you get a Taco Bell gift card uh, to take your family out to eat. So would love to have your support. Appreciate it. Excited, fired up about BNN and the uh, future moving moving forward here. So uh, we appreciate all the uh, great comments. Uh, oh, the ones about Karen coming in. Appreciate that. You're a uh, rock star, Karen. I agree. MVP, Karen. Yes, Karen is the uh, MVP, so I appreciate that. As Bill says, come on, dude. $50 is a bargain. I agree. Hopefully, everybody will um, go ahead and jump in and subscribe. We would love to have you. Uh, let's see. That's crazy. Basketball is amazing this time of year. Um, but, uh, yeah, just with football season going on, I get it. It's tough to do. When I originally scheduled this, we obviously had some more help that was going to be covering football. But um, we'll make it do with both. And I'm uh, really excited to get down to Las Vegas this week for media days. And, uh, as I said, we'll, we'll be the only ones there from Boise. So if you're interested in basketball media day coverage, make sure you keep it tuned to BNN. So please subscribe. We'd love to have you. If you can't afford it, at least subscribe to our social media channels. You know, these social media shows are free. And uh, there are gift to you, I guess I could say, thanks to our sponsors. So please go support all of our great sponsors and that, that make this show possible. And we couldn't do this without our great sponsors and without your support and with a subscription and things like that. So appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. The Andy Avalos press conference, we will attempt to stream live. Something usually goes wrong every time. The mic's not turned on. The questions go out. It's usually not our fault, but it is sometimes. Uh, we will attempt again to see if we can, can uh, have a uh, error-free uh, show. But if something goes wrong with the audio, the sound, just give us a minute. It's a little tough down there. The internet quality is not great. There's a lot of things we're dealing with uh, in the team room trying to set up for these streams. So um, doing what we can, and hopefully you'll uh, you know bear with us. But 12 o'clock today, noon today, we will stream the uh, coaches' press conference, Andy Avalos, Bush Hamden, Spencer Danielson, live on the BNN YouTube channel. So make sure you come back at noon for that. And then come back at 8 p.m. tonight for Ball Talk. Johnny and Sanford, 8 p.m. tonight. We'll have a, a fun show scheduled for you. So thank you, everybody. Uh, congrats on the win, Boise State fans. It was a, a nice win. Hope you guys had a good Sunday, good Monday. BNN, our team in the uh, Circa Survivor League, we are moving on. We had the Detroit Lions. So the goal for the uh, dream of everyone getting their uh, subscription refunded is still alive. We started with 9,200 people. We're down to like 1,500 or 1,600, something like that, 1,900, something like that. And BNN, it's under 2,000. And BNN is still alive in the Circa uh, Circa Survivor, 9.2 million on the line, and we're still alive. Uh, have not made our choice this week, but looking like it might be the Miami Dolphins this week. And also in the Circa Millions contest, BNN went 5-0 and this week. We are in 147th place right now uh, as we uh, move forward here. So uh, BNN, Looking pretty good. We're uh, pumped, and uh, it's fun, and we're looking forward to getting back to Circa. The media days are actually at Resorts World, but the uh, BNN headquarters will still be staying at Circa and doing a couple shows from Circa as well. So uh, make sure you get down to Circa next time you're in Las Vegas and, and check it out. So hope everybody has a great day. We'll talk to you at noon with the press conference, 8 p.m. with Ball Talk, and then Jay Tuss will join me at 9 a.m. tomorrow uh, here at BroncoNationNews.com. So go subscribe, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bronco Nation News Live, BroncoNationNews.com.